You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Football Frenzy. Simulcasting live from Studio 34 in Midtown Manhattan. It's the Fantasy Football Frenzy on FNTSY Radio and on Dish Network. Coming up on the program today as we head into Week 15, the money rounds. We're going to talk about some of the rankings. Check the link. We're going to discuss some of the players that are returning from injury this week and where they're ranked at. Our number two of the program. I want to look back at some of the rookies and see how they break down how they performed in 2017. Try to spin it forward to see what they would look like next season. We'll also talk some college football and some draft, whatever. Whatever we want to do with Joe Lisi. Joe Lisi's a man of many trades, so he'll join the program. All in, kid. Jake Seeley, good morning. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. I'm feeling good that somebody's back. Who is that? <laughs> Come on now. Aaron <laughs> yes, Aaron Rodgers is back. He goes into my lineup this week. How was your evening? Anything besides besides the rankings and projections? Anything interesting took place <laughs> no, in the All-In? No, 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 because I finished the rankings and projections like after 10, 10, 30, oh, yeah, and then so it was over. 30, 40 minutes later, I have to update because I have to replace Brett Hundley with Aaron Rodgers. I thought maybe you would have watched Lonzo Ball's Madison Square Garden debut. I don't care about the Ball family. How many times do I have to tell you that? <laughs> Big Ball that's holding. I'm holding to not giving them attention. I am the person who's doing that. I know that's why I asked Jake that. What's going on, Matt Medica? How you doing this morning? I'm doing good. Like I said, um, as I stated on Roto Experts, much better than yesterday morning. Yesterday morning was rough. I'm feeling bigger, better, and stronger. There you go right there. So that's what we got coming up on the program today. My man Don Burns on the one and twos. Hopefully we get that rocking and rolling. Um, other things going on around the NFL. I, I read something this morning on NFL.com about uh, the Bucks, more or less getting to a situation where they may not indeed want Jameis Winston anymore. And I'm thinking to myself, well, that's a very aggressive article to think that they would pull the trigger on this young man just that fast. Jake, I think Cutter ends up leaving. I think Winston gets another opportunity. I mean, very too early to judge him, right? I don't know. It's too early. How early is too early? He's had this third season. He's taken a significant step back. You know, and last year, he was basically just the same quarterback from the year before with a little bit better decision-making. So if he's going to take a step back and revert to what he was as a rookie, I still think he has more talent. I still think he has more upside, and that if they let him go, they could potentially regret it. But if you look at it, if they want to move on for him, it, this is third season now, and he's this is easily his worst season. Well, then couldn't you say the same thing about Marcus Mariota? I was going to say the same thing. Marcus Mariota regressed this year. Injuries are a thing with him. I just think the Titans That's probably— That's my bigger concern with him. Yeah, injuries, right? And the thing is, last year, Marcus Mario outplayed James Winston last year. Yes, he year. did. But this year, he, but this, the thing is, this year, he's even worse than Winston. So it's, you know, you can make the argument for both. I think the bigger concern, I'd rather have Winston than Mariota given the injuries at this point. I think the biggest winner here 
Mr. Kirk Cousins. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good time to get paid. Matt, I told you with the if the new Giants GM is really that smart, you should attack the offensive line in the draft and go get Kirk Cousins and hurt the Redskins at the same yeah, time. Yeah, no, if I'm the Giants, I mean, pitcher Odell with Kirk Cousins, I'd be excited about Kirk that. Kirk Cousins can't wing it, so that could be a good thing. Big program up on deck coming up. Obviously, we want to hear from you on the telephone lines as you get closer and closer to setting your lineups for the fantasy football semifinals. That number, if you don't know, 844-843-6879. We come back on the other side. We take a first look at where Aaron Rodgers is ranked, and we look at Jody Nelson. It's the Fantasy Football Frenzy on FNTSY Radio. Playing daily fantasy basketball this year? Consider Daily Roto your go-to resource. Whether you play on DraftKings or FanDuel, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. With a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, there's no better place to get your NBA DFS content. Better yet, you can save 10% using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com slash premium and learn more about our awesome product. Fantasy executive, the all-in kid, Wall Street, Matt Medica. Program is called a Fantasy Football Frenzy. I'm headed up on to the all-in kids Twitter right now. I'm about to pull up the link and start to go through this and ask them about some of the players and some of the rankings. I obviously want to start with one, Mr. Aaron Rodgers, because obviously when Aaron Rodgers comes back, for the most part, the immediate thought is, okay, he goes right back inside your lineup. But if we take this as a regular NFL week, Aaron Rodgers is not always going to be ranked QB1 every week, so... I want to talk to these gentlemen about Aaron Rodgers' rankings. That's where we're going to start at. And then after that, we'll break it down and see. So I do not know. You're finding this out as I find this out. I mean, I wrote it down earlier, but um, it is what it is. <laughs> um, okay. Oh, this is, why am I looking at week 14's link, Jake? Oh, my goodness. I'm a disaster. And I think I wrote down the wrong thing, too. Hold on. Here we go. Oh, here we go. Week 15. <laughs> <laughs> it's the one with the Stormtroopers. Yeah, it's the one with the Stormtroopers. Good. Shout out to the Stormtroopers everywhere. Star Wars come out this weekend, right, Matt? You said you was going to go see that? Yeah, this Thursday. It's like one of these things seven, come out every two months. Yeah, nowadays it's looking like that. But uh, Thursday at 7 p.m. when the first show is out here in Manhattan, I booked an IMAX uh, theater for Friday at 12.30 p.m. All right, so there you go. And Matt Medica at a matinee. Matinee Medica. <laughs> oh, an enhanced matinee Medica. <laughs> All in, kid. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is QB number three on the week. Russell Boston is one. Cam Newton is two. Aaron Rodgers is three. So... I think we know Russell Wilson is a top player in fantasy. Why Cam Newton in this matchup versus Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers? Because it is Green Bay, and it is their defense, and it is Aaron Rodgers is going to press the game. And, and Cam Newton, the way that he can play against this defense and the rushing yards is really the edge there. You could tell me how close they are, and you want to take Aaron Rodgers. I have no problem with that, but you're going to give me – I know Cam Newton's healthy, and I know mm. what he's facing defensively. And the difference is Aaron Rodgers is coming the first game back. I'm going to be a little bit cautious. If you want Aaron Rodgers over Cam Newton, I don't have a problem with it. What do you think, Matt Matika? Quarterback three ah. on the week. Cam Newton gets the nod over him. I think we – would see Russell Wilson. Cam can be a little hit or miss, to say the least. Yeah, I look at it in two ways. I, my toughest decision in my Staten Island League is Cam Newton or Dak Prescott. Jake's uh, making I, – I really want to play Cam. Yeah. You know, I've been Cam's uh, biggest supporter. I do want to play Cam, so it's making me lean even more towards that. 
But for me, this week, the number two quarterback would be Ben Roethlisberger. He's home. He's on fire. Antonio Brown is like, you know, just just kicking down doors and robbing people and, you know, taking everything. I, I just, I know it's the Patriots and the Steelers don't play well against them. But for me, I would have Bennett two and then whoever you want to go. If you want to do Rodgers three, Newton three, whatever. But Ben would be my number two this week. Ben Roethlisberger comes in in the All-In Kids. Length for week number 15 is quarterback number four. Matchup versus New England Patriots. I'm quite sure when the uh, – I haven't looked at no Vegas lines yet, but it's probably the highest point total on the board for this week. Should be fantasy fireworks and this in this game at Three Rivers. No, Heinz Field. Excuse me, Three Rivers. That's what it used to be called, Three Rivers. It's called Heinz Field now. I hated that stadium. Three Rivers? Yeah, I hated all those kind of like concrete, you know, that one, the one – no, I just wasn't a fan. <laughs> leave it at that. There you go. Ben Roethlisberger, QB4, all-in kid. Uh, I like that. I have Ben Roethlisberger going to the league this week. I'm starting him over Dak Prescott. Ben Roethlisberger has really been picking it up the past couple of weeks. I had this, this, this ranking at four is no problem whatsoever, in my opinion. But why is Aaron Rodgers ahead of him? Because I trust Aaron Rodgers more than I trust Ben Roethlisberger against Bill Belichick and the fact he's at home and everything. I'm excited about this, too, and you're mm-hmm. right about the over-under. It's at 53. But Ben Roethlisberger still could potentially have a few interceptions. Bill Belichick could be, you know, look, we talk about it all the time. He knows what to take away, and it's very hard to take away Antonio Mm-mm. Brown or Le'Veon Bell, let's yeah. be real. But at the same time, I just I, it's a little bit of hesitancy when you have the fact that, you know, you're facing the Patriots and their defense has been playing better in the second half of the season. And the fact is, too, really what it comes down to, again, you know I go to my projections. Ben Roethlisberger doesn't run anymore. He doesn't run at all Mm-mm. anymore. So if you get the Cam Newton rushing, Aaron Rodgers, even being conservative, rushing about 13, 14 yards, it just comes down to, like, there's the slightest edge. I mean, you can go down to the projections and you can see is if you look at it, oh, QB, I got, oh, now i got to find out that the QB rankings aren't, or the projections aren't shown. i got to fix that. Oh, we well, work on that. We'll get that correct. What What do you think about the Steelers home getting three points? Is Mr. Parson going to put some money down on the terrible towel this week or the Belichick bounce? Yesterday, I was watching Colin Cowherd, <clears throat> which is, I like Colin Cowherd. I think he's a, a good broadcaster. I'm not telling you to go watch Colin Cowherd. Just keep it here. <laughs> but with that being said, he made an excellent point. He said, what's changed? The Patriots had a bad game on Monday night. They're still the best team in the AFC. I'm not really to bet against the best team in the AFC, especially against a team that they own. They own the Pittsburgh Steelers. 10-2, and two, I believe, in the Brady era. Yep, uh, they own the Pittsburgh Steelers. Things. Huh? two things that have changed first of all say first of all it's been two weeks in a row and yes they got to win the other week but it was a, it wasn't pretty and it's two weeks of tom brady looking like something's wrong so let's not pretend everything's just as normal as it's always been and, i mean i'll throw in the third factor is the steals are playing really hot right now the offense is humming you know can belichick devise a scheme that's possible but i don't think anybody's slowing down antonio brown and Le'Veon bell will get it done by hook or crook whether it's in the air or on the ground I, this is not. I don't want to say this is a must win for Pittsburgh, but they would feel much better coming out of this week with a W over New England. Trust me on that one. Not a must win for either team, but they would feel oh, much yeah. better. Yeah, no, yeah, it's yeah. a must win for the the, for the Patriots. The Patriots lose. They basically have no shot. They're getting the home field throughout the playoffs. This is it. Do this they is need they home field they, throughout the playoffs? I, I, I think everybody wants it. Yeah, I think that's a major factor. You don't want to go team. to Pittsburgh in the playoffs. 
New England has won there before, though. Okay, so they won there before. So we're getting to But yeah. I would rather be at home. <laughs> no, I mean, obviously you would rather be home, but I, I don't you, think it's you don't the greatest have because... You to go to Jacksonville. I'm not saying like... Jacksonville Jackson. doesn't have like a, no, a, a, but, a legacy no, no, of no. tough home field dominance. But they have a, a sick defense this year. Mm-hmm. Defense travels, I though. mean... It travels, but you keep it at home and make them, <laughs> make them travel into your, you know, the, the lion's You're going to get Scott busting through the door, Corey, to kick you in the face for all your cliches you're throwing out right <laughs> But it's true. Defense do travel. So, and obviously you want to play the game at home, but what I'm saying is New England, is, New England can go I into wanna, any I, of these places. I want to take New England on the road. We saw them at Buffalo. You saw them at Miami. It was two of the like worst performances of this year. Kansas City also went in there and dropped a hammer on them earlier in the season. I understand that was week one, and a lot has changed since then. So the, the defense is much better since week one. I will say that. I, you just look. You want. You don't want to be from having like the number one seed all year and then back in and have to go on the road to to a Jacksonville. Have to face that Jackson five and stuff. The run defense is much improved now. It's to me. This I'm kind of with Jake that it is kind of a must win for the Patriots, especially coming off this Monday night game that didn't look good. Like I said, I didn't really I saw pieces of it, and from the tweets that I saw with Tom Brady maybe having a problem planting, that would give me a Some lot of trepidation uh, yeah. in on that situation right there. Concern. Another player returning to action this week is of about to say St. Louis, Los Angeles Ram wide receiver. Robert Woods. When Robert Woods, we last saw Robert Woods, he was performing as a wide receiver one. I said on this very program that I would rather have Robert Woods over Julio Jones the rest of the way. This is before the injury. Robert Woods comes in this week in the PPR, Jake, as wide receiver 41. Is that because he's returning from injury or is that due based on matchup? No, it's back on the injury and Cooper Cup has taken over at the number one and he's got great chemistry with Jared Goff. You can't just assume Robert Woods is going to step in and be the number one again. But just that, it's that simple. You've got Wally Pipp, very likely. Oh, no, not the Wally Pippen. <laughs> he didn't get, now he didn't, that, that's sad when somebody gets Wally Pipped. You feel what I'm saying, Matt? No, it is, but it happens. That's why, you know, if you don't want to come off the field, you don't, try not to get, you know, injuries. Injuries can change things. And, you know, if you guys yeah. play... Look, it's not like Brett Hundley was going to take Aaron Rodgers' job, even if Brett Hundley was was being playing yeah. fantastic. But in certain other areas, there was going to be that possibility. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, Obviously, look, look, it's Tom Savage trying to spit up blood getting back in the game. <laughs> well, yeah. They don't want to lose their job. No, I feel, I feel what you're saying. I feel bad for Tom Savage the way they treated him, you know what I mean? As a matter of fact... The NFL and the NFLPA are investigating and going to look into ways to make changes to the concussion protocol, much like Dr. A did say the protocol needs to have changes made. If they want to really seriously get this, get the teams to do things right and stuff, the, the Texans really need to get hit hard. Like take a draft pick or something from yeah. them so teams won't do this again. We saw Russell Wilson do it earlier this year. Well, Will, Wilson, like when they put him to the sideline, he sat down and they put the tent over him. He popped right out and like ran to the field, which he knew if he got in there, he, he might could very well have been placed in the protocol and had to leave the game that it took his helmet. And then you can't play without a helmet. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? Especially if you're concussed. That that's somebody could go to jail for doing that. Robert Woods, the wide receiver, forty-one. Paul Richardson, wide receiver, forty-two. Deshaun Jackson, wide receiver, forty-three. Interesting. Some of the names. Uh, he has Jake has Muhammad Sanu as wide receiver 37. Matt, would you play Robert Woods or Muhammad Sanu this week? Oh, that's uh, that's really close. I don't know, maybe Sanu. 
Um, when we come back on the other side, I want to talk about the ranking of Jordy Nelson this week. Also, Mike Evans, another name we need to keep an eye on. It is the Fantasy Football Frenzy right here on FNTSY Radio. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Don Burns, shake your G-chat right quick. Fantasy Football Frenzy. FNTSY Radio. Getting you ready for week 15. Telephone lines open 844-843-6879. Seems like the commercial breaks have been shorter today. As soon as I turn around, you know, feel what I'm saying? We'll be back on the air. Which I don't mind. You know what you're saying. I'm at, <laughs> you know what? I was watching the program back yesterday. I have to stop saying that. I wonder if Billy Hayes feels what you're saying. I'm about getting sick of Billy Hayes. <laughs> I'm about to challenge week. Billy Hayes to to. A, I think I think a duel is. I'm about to challenge Billy Hayes to a duel. You feel what I'm saying? Silly ass Philadelphia do Eagle fan. Saying. You don't have to keep asking. <laughs> I got to do better. <laughs> I have to do better. Jake Jordy Nelson this week is yeah. wide rec- in PPR is wide receiver twenty three. I thought he would be lower, but the uh, based on. The conversation we had yesterday. So I guess when you went in and did the projections and looked at some of the matchups, you decided that he is startable this week. Projections rule all, man. Yep. He's 17 in non-PPR. He really comes down oh, to wow. like four, 4.6 catches, 62 yards, and a half of a touchdown. It's better than everybody behind him. Yeah, uh, I believe it was Graham Barfield who tweeted out yesterday in the last two seasons, last year and this year. With Aaron Rodgers, he's wide receiver number four. Without Aaron Rodgers, he's wide receiver 108. 108, wow. That's pretty... I have him one spot ahead of Josh Gordon in non-PPR. You even ahead of Josh Gordon. That's aggressive. Josh Gordon disappeared in the second half last week. Yeah, he did. And Deshaun Kaiser against Baltimore. Good, good. I hope you enjoyed Deshaun Kaiser last week because you're not going to be enjoying him this week. Yeah, I, I think Kaiser's just going to have to keep chucking. I mean, yeah, maybe half the throws get picked off, but <laughs> you got to hope the other half uh, end up yeah. in Gordon or, or uh, Coleman's hands. Ted Fenn's water is disgusting. It really is. I mean, who urinated in Ted Fenn's water? Scott. <laughs> Scott came in here after the party and urinated in Ted Fenn's water. Somebody got to change his water today. For real. Somebody's got to scrub that bowl today. Something's got to be done about this. 844-843-6879. Telephone number to get involved. Fancy football Small frenzy. Small pets are always the worst decisions. You think so, Jake? Is oh, that what it terrible. is? I got, Fit, I got fish, hamsters, dogs. rabbits, oh, all those. Th- oh, no. <laughs> yeah. no just like all those little rodents and fish. Like oh, They're always a terrible decision. Everybody's always like, yeah, they'll be fun. And then two weeks later, they're like, wow, this is a bad Nobody decision. wants to deal with it. Is this guy alive? Exactly. Is this guy alive, Finn Jr.? What you have in the pool? Week fourteen? Man? I had week fourteen, man. But what a, what a, what do fish do, man? They don't really do much. 
Swing, no, at least man. the dog you get companionship with a dog. What does a hamster do? Try to die? I mean, like, what are these things? Like, what's the point? I would of these love things? to have a, like one of those fish tanks in the wall. Yeah, I mean, I want somebody to come like every month and, and like, clean it up for clean you, clean it and take care of everything. I don't want to deal with that. I don't know if this. Uh, so, so like, would you have a shootout in your apartment that it could break up? <laughs> Yo, Matt, you have Matt. Don't tell me somebody came into the, the crib with the hammer trying to have a shootout in your house, Matt. <laughs> What's going no, 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 on? Matt said those days are over. The doorman is the first line of defense. There you go right there. The doorman <laughs> lets you know what's coming up. Jake, you have Eric Ebron ranked as tight end 12 this week, and that would scare the, the, the you-know-what out of me. The Jesus? That would, yeah, more than the Jesus, too, because good game from Ebron last week, 10 receptions on 11 targets. Man, this is, a, this is I would also say this is aggressive. How is Chicago against the tight end? What am I missing here? It's, it's not aggressive. It's just the fact, like, look, Eric Ebron, 5.8. You drop all the way down to 21, 4.8. It's not that big of a gap at tight end. It's just like there's not that big okay. of a gap at quarterback. It really comes down to it. And honestly, the way they've been playing over the past two weeks, he's getting back into the mix. I don't want to use him, but look at the state of the tight end position and look at the guys in, he's in the name of. You want to start Greg Olson, who's getting zeros and coming out of the games? Austin Safarian Jenkins has disappeared in Ihouse Petty. Cameron Bray is starting to lose snap count to O.J. Howard. And then Ricky Steeles-Jones, I kind of like this week, but he's a touchdown-based tight end. And, then, I mean, Tyler Croft, Charles Clay. I'm Steve- Look at the names behind him. They're I, all terrible. I agree with Jake here. I think he's a borderline uh, tight end one. I mean, I, I do like Howard. Would you go pick him up and start him? If if I had, like, Greg Olson on my team, I'd rather take the shot with uh, – because I, I don't know if Olson is fully healthy. I don't know, you know, so – I would. He, uh, I, I think he's playing much better. And it's all about Stafford having trust in him, and it seems like he does. The guy caught 10 passes this past week. Uh, so I I would. Am I going to be confident about it? No. But what, what does it mean being confident? I mean, Ricky Shields-Jones, I kind of like this week. But he's like probably like right outside there. It would be like um, Ebron... Seals Jones, O.J. Howard, I do think I'm going to go with the narrative that it's just coming out party Monday night. All right. He'd probably like 15th. Wait, wait, where does Jake have O.J. Howard? He's, uh, like I think, 29 or Okay, something. cool. So Jake doesn't think it's his coming out party this week. No, well, first of all, Greg noticed something. That he is still t- low. He's 20, let's see, where is he? Do, do, do. He's 23rd. He was, his name was swapped out, Matt, by the way. I, it was a good thing he pointed that out. There was an error in my sheet. But he's 23rd. He's still not... A must start for me. No, no. I, I look. He, mm-hmm. Can he uh, poop the bed? Of course. Say? Yes. Oh no, no. Yeah, you're, I don't happen. mind your call. No, no, no. I wasn't arguing with your call at all. I just meant that. So what Matt was referring to, because you weren't around, that's why I was saying that. Matt is Corey wasn't around for when we were talking about it. Uh, Greg initially pointed out he was 29th. There was an error in the sheet. He was actually 23rd. No. Oh, so there you go. He gained six spots once the error is rectified. The all-in kid is allowed to make an error. Please, people, do not forget that he'd be all human you. here. That's Ju- oh, that's Juju sitting down watching the game with the helmet on? I think so. Juju's a beast. Yes. I love Juju, Juju Smith. Juju He's Smith. one of the sleepers this week. He's in Rock Nation. You didn't, you just, you didn't see that tweet from Monday night? That I saw it. Cool. Yeah, that was, I saw it. It was oh, okay. awesome. It was awesome yeah. Monday night. Yeah. yeah. He's a Rock Nation athlete. Doing a pretty good job with that so far. <clears throat> Sam, Sam Piron is running back 17 in PPR on the week. Uh, for now. Why you say for now, Jake? What can change? His health. It's, it's, actually, this is optimistic. This is uh, hoping that he's 100% for this week. 
And that's only because there's nobody else left on this team. I mean, I wasn't on P. Ryan last week for the yeah. fact that I was really scared about this offensive line and what was left of it and how that was going to play. And I, I had, you know, I figured the Chargers were going to may possibly game script him out anyway. So, I mean, P. Ryan for me is not one of the options I really want to have this week. You I'm know, hoping I have a better option. I kind of think Washington has quit. I kind of think Washington is giving up. I think Washington is throwing in the towel. And, the then yeah, and, then, and then you're and you're right. They're beat up. So you're not worried about well, like you said, uh, situations due to health. That that ranking could change. Uh, right behind P. Ryan, you have Demarco Murray, Joe Mixon. Is Joe Mixon cleared the protocol today? Is Wednesday? They get on the practice field today. So we'll find out more about that as we move. That's to an the, assumption. Yep. Yeah, exactly. I will find out more about that as we move throughout the course of the day. They'll be able to update you with that or on Target Fantasy. You got a nice ranking for my man Des Bryant this week, all in kid. You got him at wide receiver. I thought I saw it earlier. He is wide receiver nine in PPR against the matchup against the Oakland Raiders. I think Dallas might try to take the air out the ball in this game, but you think Des still be able to get his work done? You get his touchdown against the Raiders, and he doesn't need you know take the air out of the ball, but you still got to get the lead to do so first. Mm-hmm. And Des can help you get the lead. I just hope the chemistry with Dez and Dak it needs to improve because Dez is kind of looking, I don't want to say washed, but he does not like the same player. He had that nice touchdown against the G-Men, but he made one cut, caught the ball, and went to the crib. And then the week before, he had the, the acrobatic catch, but still, it's like the separation in the dominance that was Dez Bryant the past few seasons doesn't seem to be that way this year. Romo says that it's Dak Prescott's fault, but Romo and Dez is like BFFs, though. I think they need a wide You need a big young wide receiver to come on in there. You put Dak as an opposite side of him. Yeah. I, I think they've needed this for a while. Especially, they're just so reliant on Dez. Without Dez, the other guys really he's aren't. He's a better NFL player. Terrence Williams is a better NFL player yeah, than the fantasy asset. he's a better asset. NFL player. But even like Bryce Butler and you know, you'll see Cole Beasley have a good game here or there. But they need another guy. Like the Giants have like a Sterling Shepard that can yeah. step in and do things. I think Dallas desperately needs another wide receiver. They should have went after Robert Woods in the offseason. I thought Kenny Britt would have been a nice addition to the team also, but with the playoffs being something that they would have to be, would have to really uh, be lucky to get into this year. There's no reason to bring Britt in, but I thought Britt would have been a nice addition for next season, but Britt ends up as a New England Patriot. So there you go, right? So that's the ranking for Des Bryant this week. How do you feel about Dallas's uh Opportunity to make. I, I kind of like it a little. I, I think the the Falcons desperately need the to Falcons win this game have to lose because they got at Carolina and at New Orleans. To they need the off. Falcons and Green Bay to lose. Tough, uh, spots. Like the Falcons got to lose three out of four for Dallas to get in, and then Green Bay has to. You know, they got Aaron Rodgers back now, so it's, it's like no ground was gained. The nasty loss to the Chargers really upsets me. What's so funny, Jake? No, I'm just I'm laughing at the playoff situation. I don't, I don't even know what to root for here. I think I'm pulling for the Falcons because I'm so aggravated by this whole Aaron Rodgers comes back and relax and they just flip the switch at the end of the season and somehow sneak into the playoffs. And, of course, I don't want to see the Cowboys advance. So I think, you know, unfortunately the one team that seems to be in the worst-case scenario is the Falcons. It's like if Dallas and Green Bay gets in, you put Aaron Rodgers and Ezekiel Elliott right back into the NFC playoffs, and those teams are going to be looking like favorites. Yeah, well, I, I, don't want to deal with it. I, I think Seattle loses this week. I do like the Rams in this okay. matchup. So it, it's going to come down. Seattle's going to go into Dallas week 16. Yeah. Zeke back. Uh, I mean, Zeke's rolling right back in my lineup. I know he's got this yeah, extended got time off, and you know, you, you never happy Christmas about Eve, that. Christmas Eve, Corey. 
Yeah, that's going to be a goodie You're right You're going to find out if you get a present or coal. <laughs> that's, what it's, that's what it's coming down to. So it's going to be interesting to see how the work schedule digs. Because Christmas Eve is what day? It's a Sunday, right? Yep, it's a Sunday. Yep. So it'll be off So anyway. it's New Year's Eve. Oh, yeah, that's a lot of fun. Yeah. I'm not a big New Year's Eve guy. Yeah. 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 I don't want to do too much partying on New Year's Eve. I'd be in the crib. I'd prefer to stay in the crib. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing Give me much. some Chinese I think there food. Was one year, it was like two or three years ago. I think I fell asleep <laughs> just trying to stay up. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's not like a thing to me. Hey, call a couple of important people. Happy New Year. Then I just get up and go to work. Celebrities get drunk on TV and sing. Remember Ryan Carey last year? That was a disaster. That was. That was. <laughs> <laughs> That was the only thing worth staying up for last year. <laughs> Mariah Carey was a disaster last year. I know live that. on TV train wreck, and she got paid big money to do that too. She didn't care. She came. She got that check and she strolled right about that joint. She oh, like yeah, I don't I care nothing about that. When we come back on the other side. We bring Joe Lisi in the program. Talk a little college ball with him. Maybe talk a little draft with him also. So that is coming up. Fantasy football frenzy. Hour number two. We review the rookies. We go YouTube live. Thanks for rocking with us, the Frenzy on FNTSY Radio. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. to have Joe Lisi join the program. So, uh, talk a little college rock with him. Then hour number two of the program, I'll also go back, talk about some of these rookies in 2017. Not just the big name ones, you know, some of the other ones too. Talk about what they did and what we what we expect for them for next season. So, uh, Don Burns, what's the deal with Lisi? All right, so there you go, right there, 844-843-6879 is our telephone number. That's not Joe Lisi telephone number. <laughs> That'd be crazy. You call Joe Lisi. Hey, hey, who is this? Huh? Who is this? What do you want? Huh? Nah. <laughs> I, I want to ask him. I want to ask him who he likes in the Boca Raton Bowl, the oh. mouth of the Rat Bowl. Oh wow! They these bowls is good. I remember yeah, we used to be not. the Cotton Bowl, the Sugar Bowl. You know what I'm saying? The Rose Bowl. And now you got the the, the Meineke Carcare Bowl. Who playing in Yankee Stadium? That Yankee Stadium, the Pinstripe Bowl. Who playing in that? Uh, hold on. The Pinstripe Bowl is Iowa Boston College. Ah, uh, Iowa and Boston College. So you have a big. Wait a minute! Didn't Iowa play in the Pinstripe Bowl last year? I remember seeing all the Iowa shirts on when I was going to um when I was going home, one day. So yeah, all right. So good. We got Joe Lisi on the line. So that's that's always a good time. I'm talking about the Pinstripe Bowl. Um, no, nobody cares about the Pinstripe Bowl. <laughs> they just played at Yankee Stadium. That's what makes it kind of fun. You feel what I'm saying? But now we bring in my man Joe Lisi. Joe, what's going on with you? How's everything? 
Oh, trying to trying to stay warm, Corey. It's freezing. Uh, it's, it's freezing here in the city. Unbelievable. My I can't feel my toes. No, it, it is cold. I, I've had to put on an extra layer this morning, uh, Joe, as I was getting ready. I looked at my phone and it said twenty two, <laughs> and I was like, okay, that's freezing. So <laughs> I'm gonna need to make sure I stay uh, lathered up today and uh you know and uh pretty um you know uh warm on the inside. Joe, Baker Mayfield runs away with the Heisman Trophy. What's he going to do in the first round of the NFL draft? Is he the first quarterback selected in your opinion? Should he be the first quarterback selected? One, Mr. Baker Mayfield. I want him to be the Giants quarterback so they can always be like controversy because I think the kid can't keep his mouth shut. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Corey. I mean, he's had a dynamic season, completed 71% of his passes, 4,340 yards, 41 touchdown passes. But again, I think he's still a raw quarterback playing in the Big 12 uh, where defenses are uh, at a premium because they play. They don't play a lot of man-to-man coverage. They play a lot of zone. And he's put up dyna- dynamic numbers. But again, I think he'll struggle on the next level in terms of reading coverages. I think he's a raw quarterback. I think he's more of a third or a fourth-round pick. I like wow. a, a player, if you're asking me, if you're asking me, I like a player in Lamar Jackson, a guy that can add 15, 20 pounds, that can put pressure on the perimeter of opposing defenses. To me, I think that's a more uh, complete quarterback at the next level. I love it. We can't hear the all-in kid. We need the all-in kid <laughs> audio. What's up? We got my audio? Got you loud and clear now, Jay. All right, all right, all right. There we go. I don't want to talk about Lamar Jackson. I want to talk about a different quarterback that's all of a sudden moving to the top of draft boards. And we've talked before, and you know this. You know that I'm a Sam Darnold person, but now everybody seems to be jumping on the Josh Rosen bandwagon. Where are you when it comes to him? I don't like Josh Rosen in any way, shape, or form. I think from the intangible perspective, Jake, he didn't take his team to another level. I mean, you're talking about a quarterback that led his team to a 6-6 six and six record, 23 touchdown passes, completed 63% of his passes. But again, where did he take his team from an intangible perspective and make those around him better? He didn't do it. And if anything, I think he took a step back in terms of uh, where he was uh, as a leader this year. Again, I mean, when he started uh, as a freshman, this was a kid that they handed him the Heisman Trophy because he threw for 320 yards three years ago against Virginia. Since that time, really hasn't elevated his game to another level, but because of his arm strength and because of his pocket presence, a lot of GMs will make him one of the first or second round uh, picks for the upcoming NFL draft. I'm with you. I was about to say that, but but he can make all the throws, Joe. <laughs> hey, uh, yeah, so could Jim Druckenmiller, Jake. Back in the day, Jim Druckenmiller was known as RoboCop. I mean, he bench pressed 450 pounds. You know, he could throw it with the best of them. And when San Francisco drafted him, uh, he, you know, he never had a lick in the NFL. And that's the problem with these scouts. I mean, look look at Thank Logan you. Thomas a few years ago. Yeah, Drunken Mill, that's Vatek, right? Blast from the past there. Nice call, Joe. Uh, now, Barkley is everybody's excited for fantasy football for where he's going to land. Where, what pick do you see him going out like? Is he, a, is he a possible top five, top ten? And who would be that second running back after him? 
Okay. Saquon Barkley is, in my opinion, one of the top backs in the country. I think he'll be one of the top ten draft picks in the NFL because of his ability to catch the football. He could be utilized on special teams. He had a 98-yard touchdown uh, kickoff return against Indiana, had another 100-yarder against Ohio State. So the way he can translate to the NFL, not just being a workhorse, but catching the football in the short to intermediate passing game is a reason why Saquon Barkley will be a top five or even a top ten pick for NFL teams. You look at other backs behind him, I mean, there's a lot of running backs coming out this year. I mean, Darius Geis from LSU is a back that hasn't put up dynamic numbers this year, 1,153 rushing yards, 11 touchdowns. But, again, he is a Le'Veon type of bell type of running back because of his patience, his vision, and his breakaway home run hitting ability. So playing in the SEC, you have to look at Darius Geis. But I go back to those three backs that played in the SEC championship game. You look at Kerryon Johnson, tough between the tackles runner. You look at Sony Michelle and Nick Chubb, those backs as well you'll be able to get in the third or possibly fourth rounds that will be dynamic fantasy players in the upcoming 2018 draft. Talking with Joe Lisi, you can catch him every Saturday morning right here at College Football Today, right here on FNTSY and FNTSY on YouTube. Hey, Joe, at the holiday party the other night, I seen you over there chilling and talking a little pigskin with our guy Emery Hunt from Lineup Lock Live. You know, Emery's out there getting his thing done. I want to read you a tweet that Emery just tweeted. <clears throat> This is from this is from Emory Hunt's Twitter at uh at football game plan. How is Lamar Jackson a difficult evaluation for McShay, but he has Josh Allen going in the top five, essentially describing him as a day three UDFA project. Yeah, I agree with that. Again, I I never I'm not high on Josh Allen. I know a lot of people thought he was a top five pick heading into the year. And when you look at Wyoming's offense this year, averaging only 109 rushing yards per game, they're only passing for 179 yards through the air. And the the uh, loss of their leading rusher Brian Hill uh, from last year is a main reason why Josh Allen hasn't put up dynamic numbers. When you look at his ability to translate at the next level from a raw perspective, I think Josh Allen reminds me just of his the way. He he moves of of Philip Rivers. Is he Philip Rivers coming out of NC State? No way, shape, or form. I agree with Emery. I think he's a free agent type of quarterback or a sixth or a seventh round pick. And when you look at Lamar Jackson and his mobility and how he's progressed this year, the only caveat that I see Lamar Jackson dropping into the third or fourth round is his durability because of his frame, Corey. He needs to put on 15 or 20 pounds of muscle. If he had the frame of a South Florida quarterback, Quentin Flowers, in my opinion, he'd be a top five pick. There you go. All right, you know what? I want to go back to Rudolph here real quick and talk about his wide receivers. Should we care at all about Washington or Aitman for the draft? Say, say that one more time, uh, Jake. I couldn't hear you. Yeah, they watch James Washington and Marcel Aitman. Should we care about either of them when it comes to the NFL draft? I mean, we've seen like Des Bryant come out of this school, but we've also seen other wide receivers from the Big 12 completely collapse when it comes to the NFL. So where are you on either one of them? I love James Washington. Marcel Aitman is a solid route runner. Again, he's not going to be a guy that's going to be taken in the first three rounds of the NFL draft, but his ability to work over the middle on dig routes and his hands, I think Marcel Aitman will be a solid pro. When you look at James Washington, I'm very high on James Washington. I put James Washington and Calvin Ridley as two of my top wide receivers coming out this year because of James Washington's ability to take the top off the defense. He has sprinter speed and his ability 
ability to catch the football at his highest point is the main reason why I think he'll progress to the next level. He doesn't have the height like some of the wide receivers like Cortland Sutton coming out of the draft this year, but his ability to play the slot and take the top off the defense because of his sprinter speed is the re- main reason why you need to have him on your fantasy team in 2018. Hey, Joe, who's the first defensive player getting selected in this year's draft? Ooh, that's a tough one. We have to see who comes out. I mean, you look at Minka Fitzpatrick. I mean, he's going to be one of the top ten draft picks coming out, in my opinion, out of the NFL draft. Another one is Arden Key from LSU. I mean, we have to see if uh, Arden Key is a shoe-in to come out for the draft. He's an edge rusher that has really come on down the stretch uh, for the LSU Tigers. Watch him in the bowl game against Notre Dame. But Minka Fitzpatrick, we saw Jabril Peppers be a top 20 pick in the NFL. Minka Fitzpatrick could play every position position on the next level, his ability to tackle and play space, and more importantly, be around the football at all times is the main reason why I think you'll see Minka Fitzpatrick and Arden Key as top 15 picks in this year's upcoming NFL draft. Talking to Joe Lisi, college football today right here on FNTSY Radio, and you catch him on YouTube live every Saturday morning, getting you ready for the day's events, getting you ready for whatever you want to do with Las Vegas, talk a little NFL draft, got the playoff coming up, so a lot of good things, got bowl season coming up. Me and Matt Medica was just up here talking about the Celebration Bowl, North Carolina A&T versus uh, Grambling <laughs> State, you feel what I'm saying? A&T being where Tariq Cohen came from in the NFL this year. Um, Joe, you're going to hang out for the next segment, right? Yeah, I'll be here. I mean, what are you doing, Joe? How's everything? <laughs> I'm hanging out, Corey. I'm, I have a meeting in the city. I'm, I'm on the train, and I'm talking college football with you guys. It's, uh, it doesn't get better than this. No, it doesn't. So hopefully you don't lose your, your service or connection. Uh, hopefully you're not sitting in the quiet car, because then if you're in the quiet car, they'd be like, what is this man doing <laughs> talking about Saquon Barkley? I'm trying to, trying to take a nap. So we'll give you everybody everybody that's in the quiet car with Joe Lisi. Don't worry. We're going to have him for one more segment, and then he'll be quiet this next couple minutes because we're going to put them on hold. We're going to bring them back. And when we come back on the other side, I want to ask him about some of the rookies this year that, you know, maybe kind of struggled a little bit, see what he thinks about them moving forward. So we do that with my guy, Joe Leeson. We'll be coming back on the other side. Fantasy Football Frenzy right here on FNTSY Radio. Don't forget hour number two. We'll keep the rookie talk going. So I tried to review some of what these guys did in 2017 and project what they can do moving forward if the situation dictates to it in the right space. FNTSY Radio. Be right back in a moment. Playing Daily Fantasy Basketball this year? Consider Daily Roto your go-to resource. Whether you play on DraftKings or FanDuel, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. With a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, there's no better place to get your NBA DFS content. Better yet, you can save 10% using the promo code FNTSY. So go to DailyRoto.com premium and learn more about our awesome product.
try to hop in right quick here. Final couple minutes of the program. Joe Lisi, College Football Today, catch the program right here on FNTSY Radio, FNTSY on YouTube on Saturday mornings. Joe, last night in Alabama, um, Nick Saban came in third in the Senate race. Do you? Now nah, let me stop. This. <laughs> how, do you, how do you think Nick Saban would? What if Nick Saban would have won and Nick Saban would have been Senator of Alabama, Joe? Do you think he would have? Which job you think pays more, Senator of Alabama or head coach of the Alabama Crimson Tide? <laughs> I think head coach of the Alabama Crimson Tide. He's like God there. He could do whatever he wants in Tuscaloosa. Are you kidding me? I would love that job, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, why not? Hey, Joe Mixon this year, uh, rookie season, one game over 100 yards rushing, 518 rushing yards on the season, does, has four, does have four touchdowns, caught 27 passes for 266. He may hit 1,000 yards total offense this year. Had missed his first game last week versus Chicago. Fantasy owners probably would say disappointing season. What do you think about Joe Mixon's debut in the NFL this year? Well, I think it's it's what basically I expected. I mean, the one thing I think when you look at physical attributes, he does possess them. I think the one thing that you don't take into account is that the fact that he played into a conference in the Big 12 where defenses didn't play from a blue-collar physicality type of perspective. So when he translates to the NFL and he's taking that constant pounding week in and week out, uh, it adds up, and I think that that's why you see the lack of production from Joe Mixon from college to the NFL. Now that he has the first year under his belt, I think you're number two in his sophomore season will be much better from a fantasy perspective because you can't argue his ability to catch the football out of the backfield and put pressure on opposing defenses on the edge uh, is the one main thing that Joe Mixon, in my opinion, will be uh, great in the NFL in years to come. Okay, here, Jake. Here again. Are we back again? Gotcha. There we go. All right. Uh, well, you go back to college, and you're talking about Washington, the ability to take a top off the defense. I want to ask you about one more guy, and that's Christian Kirk, and the fact that is he going to just be a deep route, special teams kind of guy, or does he have more ability than that, in your opinion? Oh, without a doubt. I think Christian Kirk, from a, a physicality perspective, will be a better wide receiver than James Washington. But both of those players, Jake, I think will be top 10 picks. I think Christian Kirk is a smoother route runner. His ability to play the slot and, more importantly, play the outside as well. He's a punt returner, could be utilized on fly sweeps, uh, like Tariq Hill in Kansas City. So uh, I mean, he has Antonio Brown type of capability at the next level. And again, he catches the football at its highest point, and he plays very well against bump-and-run coverage, did it in the SEC against some of the better defenses like LSU, like Alabama. So to me, I think Christian Kirk will be a dynamic pro uh, for any NFL team in the 2018 draft. Hey, Joe, let's look at the gambling side here. I like to, I have an office pool I play in uh, with my friends from Staten Island, and I always look at the teams that – you know, like an Ohio State, for example, they're in the Cotton Bowl, but they got left out of the top four. Do you think a team like that kind of is let? It, it's a letdown for them? Would you go with the other side? Like, what what is your look at when you're breaking down these bowls? Yeah, bowls. Uh, again, when I break down the bowl games, I I look at matchups. I think bowl games are very. Uh, uh, 
I want to say it, it's it's an intriguing matchup, Samad, because you, you can't really take the regular season into play because of the long layoffs. I mean, especially for teams like USC and Ohio State, I like to look at the matchups for both teams. How can each team attack each other? And based off that, which team will win that matchup? When I look at Ohio State in that in that ball game, I think their secondary will be challenged by Sam Darnold and those USC wide receivers and the speed of USC on the perimeter, along with running back Ronald Jones. So I don't take into account the, the emotional factor as much as when I look at this game from an X's and O's standpoint, I think USC right. has a significant speed advantage. I'm going to have to hop in right Ohio here on you. State. Thanks a lot, Joe. Got to hop in right here on you. About to hit the hard break at the top of the hour, at the bottom of the hour, excuse me. Shout out to my man Joe Lisi. Make sure Saturday morning is right here. FNT SY Radio. We come back hour number two. Got some breaking baseball news. Plus, we'll talk some more NFL rookies.